Good evening, everyone. This is Sister Shauna. Good evening, good evening, good evening. Hold on one moment, please. We'll just give everybody a few minutes to get on the line.
Good Hello. evening. I hit the good evening. I hit the wrong button. Praise Amen. God. Good evening. <laughs> Amen. Good evening. Good Praise evening. Good evening. God. Welcome to Monday Night Bible Study and Session Prayer. This is Lashana. I'm staying my hands away from certain devices so I don't hit the wrong button. So praise God. Praise. <laughs> <laughs> Amen. <laughs> good evening. So I am excited for tonight. We're still on the Israel. This is last night on the Israel fast. Uh, Prophet Bob. Yes, ma'am. Would you like to open this up in prayer? <clears throat> I'd be honored to. Thank you. Father, I repented a little bit ago. But between that time to right now, I could have failed you. I could have said something out of my mouth that wasn't pleasing to you. I could have done something in my thought life, and it wasn't right. Whatever, I know I've been forgiven. Wash me in your precious blood. In Jesus' name, amen. It's an honor to be here tonight, Father. Sure is. The Holy Spirit is still here from the prophet's corner. Can feel the presence of the Lord here tonight, Father. And I know when the presence of the Lord is on the prayer call, God does great and mighty things which we know not of. Moved by your spirit tonight. Some are coming, Father, that need to hear a word. Some are coming that need prayer. Some are coming that have issues, and they don't know how to get out of it. May they get set free by the power of the Holy Spirit tonight. In Jesus' name. If there be just one, just one, that you would bring on the prayer call tonight that doesn't know you as their personal Savior, or one that's in a backslidden state, and they don't know how to get out of their situation to come back to you. May they be drawn by the conviction of the Holy Spirit tonight and surrender their life to you. We decree and declare tonight from this day forward that many souls will come to Simple Words Ministry Prayer Call, and they will get saved. Lord, you said to call those things that be not as though they are, and we are calling unsaved souls to come into Simple Words Ministry Prayer Call. And this ministry, may they be granted grace and love from our Father. May they get saved in the name of Jesus, delivered and set free by the power of the Holy Spirit. And we ask these things as we give you all the glory, all the honor, and all the praise. In Jesus' name, amen and amen. Amen. 
Amen. Amen. Good evening. Good evening, everyone. This is Sister Lashana. Good evening, everybody. Good evening. Yay. Get some good evenings going on here. Amen. Uh, again, I'm excited. I'm excited. Uh, we're on. We're still in the breakthrough through fasting. Uh, we're on our going back to basics. I know it's getting towards summer, so uh, we're going to go probably through one more fast, and then we're going to get on some wired topics and probably hit this back again in the fall. Uh, because I know in the summer, I'm telling you, it's, I, I get summer brain too. So that means I love to listen, but you know what? In the summer, it's like eating uh, deep food. I don't eat heavy food in the summer. Why? Because when it's hot, my mind, I, I'll eat a salad before I eat. No, I ain't going to say that because I'll eat uh, a burger in a minute. Uh, but you know how it is. If you're trying to do so, summer's going to try to keep it light for, for June and August. June through August, we're going to try to keep it real light. And then probably in September, October, we go into more heavy, heavy topics. So with that being said, during the months of June, July, and August, if you feel led, God has led you to speak, and we'll open up that time for new people to come on the line so you can get a chance because some worst men is just not those who are on the line all the time, you know, the foundational members, but it's by everybody. So if God has led you, there are a lot of ministries that have been started on this line. So, God, you feel like God has called you to say something, a word. The platform, like I said, contact past Marine, and then we'll see about getting you on Monday night. It's very simple. I Like I said, I like, you know, um, somebody had to give me a chance, so I love to give other people a chance as well. That's just simple and to the point. Amen. So, um, before I open up the let's right now, let's open up the line for your testimonies and your praise report. Because we should have some, because we've been fasting. So, what are you, I'm, the line is open for your testimonies and your praise report. Well, I want to praise the Lord for the prophet's corner today. Boy, the Holy Spirit really showed up today in many comments, but... Something I was speaking about on the prayer call, about the favor of God today, and it follows the prophets wherever it goes, and we taught on that today, to call those things that be not as though they are, Romans 4.17. And today, after the prayer call, I left and went out and took uh, a friend by the name of Bo Pritchard, I took him out where he had to go today. And the favor of God followed this prophet. I took him to uh, Dunkin' Donuts. The favor of God was there. I took him to Walmart, and the favor of God was there. And I want to thank the Lord because when you call those things to be not as though they are, God fulfills what you say out of your mouth and you will have whatsoever you say. And I praise the Lord for his favor today. God bless. Amen. Amen. Favor of God. Again, the line is open for your testimonies and your praise support. Praise God. Praise God. Praise the Lord. God for life. I want to thank God for his grace. I want to thank God for just being the great, awesome, mighty God that he is. I I didn't do anything special today, but 
I want to say I thank God that I have a Amen. I can talk, I can see, I can feel. I, you know, it gave me the ability to do those these things, and I do not take it take it for granted. I thank God that He woke me up this morning, and I just want to say thank God for life, Amen. and that is my testimony. Amen. 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 I would say thank God. I thank God for everything. God knows what I've been through last week, and I thank God for being able to go through it. That is all I have to say. Sometimes we got to thank God for being Amen. able to get through situations. You know, we I can tell you that. I thank God to get through because there are certain situations people can't get through. So if God allowed me to go through it, even to learn a lesson, I'm grateful for God to let me, the, the, the God gave me the grace to go through it and the mercy to see me through it, period. So I, I'm I'm excited. Um, are there any more testimonies? Pray support. Amen. So like I said before, um, sometimes we go through stuff because we have problems. And during our Israel fast, uh, we're learning how to take our problems and turn them to opportunities for God to open doors in our lives. So we have to, like, um, change our mindset, change our way of thinking. That's what these fasts about. The fast is not about um, just changing your food habits to satisfy somebody or to satisfy God. But we, along with this, we're loosening the bands of wickedness because, hey, we're not thinking like the enemy no more. We're, we're, we're drawing ourselves close to God, and more importantly, we're learning God's way and not our own way. Amen? Amen. Amen. So with that being said, let us prepare our hearts and our minds for the study. Uh, Father God, right now, watch me in your son's precious blood. Forgive me of my sins, deeds, thoughts, and actions. Anything that is not of you, I do want to repent. And I receive your forgiveness in no other name but your son's name of Jesus. Uh, you are my Abba Father, my El Shaddai, my Elohim, and I give you praise. And Father God, right now, I just got to thank you. I got to bless you because you are, you're the alpha and you're the omega. You're the beginning and the end. And, God, I just have to let you thank you. Thank you for what you brought us through. Thank you for what we came through here far, Father God. Thank you for everything that you're having us to do uh, that is going on this far. So right now, Father God, I ask you to, first of all, lift up this ministry. We lift up our overseers, Dr. Angela and Benjamin Rucker. We thank you for everything that is going through, that is helping them with Bride of Christ Ministries. And, Father God, we thank you. We thank you for everything that is about to happen on this line, Father God. We thank you for miracles and breakthrough, Father God. We thank you for everything that is happening to each and every one of us on the line. We lift up uh, Pastor Lee Chen, Father God. Lord. We thank you for new opportunities that is coming her Lord. way, oh, Lord. We lift up family up to you, Father God. We thank you for open doors. New we doors. thank you for open doors that is happening, Father God. Yes. And, Father God, we thank you. We thank you for everything that is happening, Father God. Because, Father God, we thank you from getting, I mean, thanking you from providing a way out. We didn't think there was a way out, God. We thank you tonight for every blessing and everything that is happening for each and every one of us. And so tonight, Father God, I ask you tonight, Father God, to... <clears throat> To strength, as we go forth in this lesson, as we sit at your feet, let it strengthen our minds and our bodies and our souls, Father God. Let it provide a breakthrough and deliverance for each and every one of us on the line, Father God. 
Let us make it, a, make it a way that it makes us draw us closer and closer to you. And I pray this prayer in no other name but your son's name of Jesus. Amen. 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 Good, again, good evening, everybody. We are on the Israel fast. We're, we're going to actually finish this one up tonight. And next week we'll, be, we'll work on the Elijah fast. Um, I'm not going to go through, as everybody, if you're on the line, this is your first time being on the line, good evening, good evening, good evening. Um, if you're following with us, we do have a study line, a study guide posted on Civil Wars Ministry pages. If you go into the search engine on Civil Wars Ministry page and type in study guide, that link should pop up. If you do not have the link, uh, let Pastor Lee know, and she can um, send that link to you. Uh, right now, I know we all had homework. So I'm going to open up the line and said those who are, you know, those who actually did the Israel fast or been doing the Israel fast, um, any comments before, breakthroughs, comments, questions, testimonies, uh, any questions before we even get started, any questions on what we studied this far? Amen. So I'm assuming that everybody's grasping everything. And we are, you know, that is building our faith. Um, is a fast, just a small recap, not going to go through everything. Um, is a fast is basically the fast that we use to solve problems. I mean, that was the aim of the is a fast. So we've been focusing on how we see, uh, just how to, our, how we see our problems and how we have a new perspective on our problems. Uh, Long story short is that um, Israel Israel had a problem. He took it to God, and we're going through the message, and we see that the fast was dedicated to get the problem. The fast was dedicated, and when they fast, God answered their problem. So we're looking at how many ways in our studies, we've been looking at the ways not only how God can solve our problems, but we're also looking at identifying the sources of our problems. We're looking at problems in a whole new perspective. See, but we realize that sometimes we have to identify the source of our problems. And I'm going to say me because I'm telling you, I talk about everything that happened on 24 Robinson, Farmington, Arkansas, and that's my address. I, if your problems are similar, Lord bless you. I pray God help you out because, girl, I know how I'm going through it. But... <clears throat> I use myself, so if something sounds like, no, nobody's told your business, this all happened to LaShawna, and life happens. So if you hear something, I always want to do this disclaimer because I know I want people to know this is an opening. I want everyone to know this is an opening environment. This environment is for you to learn. Learn how to turn every problem to an opportunity to God, for God to solve your issues. See, sin, we are all part of it, sin nature, and I know we've heard this a thousand and one times before. Sin nature causes problems because it is not the divine working of God, and of course, the blood of Jesus pays all debt. So now we're looking at it. We're looking at what sin can do and what sin has damaged. And so a lot of things we're dealing with our problems are because naturally we have already, you know, sin damaged your heart, sin damaged your mind, sin damaged your soul, and sin can damage the environment. What we have to understand is doing these fasts, the fast is learning, you're also learning how to reevaluate and not only reevaluate, how to adjust your mind according to what God does. 
and what God says. Because, see, what we think and what God thinks is totally separate. Our ways are not like his ways. Because our ways have been shaped and fashioned by our environment, by circumstances, like by what everything, by our, what we consider our perceptibility. But God wants us not to see the things through the eyes of man, but through his eyes. Amen? So, when we have that before we're getting into the lesson, identifying the source of my problem. See, the residents of a particular community began um, contracting their doctors contacting their doctors, complaining about a variety of unusual symptoms. You know, these symptoms did not match any common disease known by their doctors. Although doctors were not diagnosed the disease, it was obvious their patients were sick. And when the community doctors began, excuse me, and when the community, um, although the doctors didn't diagnose the disease, it was obvious, you know, they could see their patients were really sick. And when the community doctors began talking to one another about these difficult cases, it became obviously clear that the common symptoms were widely spread by those who were affected by AIDS by the same strange condition. The town was apparently on the verge of epidemic, and no one knew what quite the issue was. See, as one doctor puzzled over the situation, he noticed several patients had unusual high levels of particular toxin in their blood. Further checking checking, uh, revealed that small amounts of the same toxin each of the patients had reported being sick. Evidence seemed to suggest that the patient had been been poisoning themselves, but that didn't make sense at all either. Aimed with this new evidence, of course, doctors began looking for the source of the toxin. Before Before he found his answer, a few months before the first case of the new disease, a chemical factory had opened into another town several miles north. A routine environmental inspection revealed a toxic chemical being dumped into the storm sewers, polluting the rivers in which the town south had been drawing their drinking water. Once the problem of the chemical factory was resolved, the cases of new disease declines and those infected began to show improvement in health. Sometimes the key of resolving problems is to first discover its source. Knowing where their problems come from help us know how to respond. Now, if you want to read Job 14, chapter, first verse, rewrite this verse in your quiet time. So you got pen and paper. We're taking notes tonight. As uh, rewrite this verse first concerning what you expect regarding the problems in your life. Man who was born of a woman of a few days is of a few days and full of trouble. Now, we all can write that verse in any way because I can say, look, you know what? A woman, because a woman who's born of a woman, she can be born a few days, born on this earth, live on this earth, and guarantee you life be, her life will be full of trouble. You can rewrite that any way you want to write it. You can even write say, hey, you know what? A woman can be born on this earth. You know, a person can be born on this earth a few days. Born in this, you can say a person's been born in this lifetime, and that lifetime is going to have full of trouble. Is how you want to write that. You know, many people believe their problems are a result of our environment, blaming uncontrollable circumstances for one problem become increasingly common practice. Read Job fifth chapter seven verse, and how does this verse minimize the role of circumstances uh, as the source of your problems? For the affliction does not come from dust, nor does trouble springing from the ground, yet man is born to trouble and sparks fly upward. You know what? This does mean 
a problem-free life is possible. The scriptures made it clear that you will experience problems throughout life. But many people complicate their lifestyle by acquiring more than just their share of problems. If you read Matthew 6, chapter 34th verse, what is the source on which you may have obtained extra problems? Therefore, do not worry about tomorrow, but tomorrow will take about will worry about its own things. Sufficient for the day is its own trouble. Sometimes you may find yourself in problems that you do not have a part of your part of life. You can read Proverbs twenty six and seventeen. What is the source of your problems? What is the source of problems in this particular verse? Um, like it to happen. What is likely to happen to you when you acquire problems from this source? He who passes by and meddles in a core, not his own, uh, excuse me, not his own, is like those who who take a dog by the ears. Proverbs twenty six seventeen. Translate that in Lashana E. Mind your own business, because when you jump in somebody else's business, it's going to turn around and bite you. That's what some. That's the gospel according to Lashon. Now, those are the verses that they have, we have used for an example. But you also have to picture this. What we're trying to get what 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 we're trying to understand here is that you know what? There's many sources of problems. Don't look for one source to call problems. See what we realize because this is you know we we hear this a lot of times, but we really don't give a full understanding because there is a earth. And because there was Adam and Eve, and Adam and Eve got kicked out of the garden because of what? Sin. First sin committed, threw the whole world in the tizzy. Um, and because we have an enemy called the devil, Satan, whatever word you want to use for him this week. Um, because we have those elements, we're going to always, there's going to always be a trouble. There's always going to be some type of, um, trouble, but what we have to understand, we don't want to add to the because I because trouble tracks trouble sometimes. Ninety nine point nine percent of the time, trouble tracks trouble, and you have to understand that because of that life we live, that means we need to follow the God. We need to follow our Bible. We need to follow, learn a lifestyle that keeps draws us away from trouble but closer to God. That's all we're saying here. You know, some problems, because it's just life, it happens. Like, people get sick. That's life. It just happens. People sneeze and get the flu. That's life. It just happens. Some people problems, which I can put a 99 point, I can put at least 75% of my problems, is that I create a problem because I was worrying so much. And because I didn't trust God or I didn't trust God in my circumstances, I add an additional layer of opportunity of development on my problems because I went and tried to fix things myself. I mean, that's my understanding of Matthew 6, uh, 6 chapter 34 first. You know, tomorrow will take care of its own thing, so don't worry about tomorrow. We'll be anxious for nothing. Well, guess what? If you're anxious, you start adding things and you start compounding things and trouble will uh, trouble will present itself. Um, so some of our problems are very simple part of normal life of all people. If you read First Corinthians ten chapter thirteen verse, how does God help you to miss these kinds of problems? What's the likelihood of surviving these problems? 
No temptation has overtaken you except those such as is common to man. But God is faithful to those faithful to who excuse me. Faithful who will not allow you to be tempted beyond what you are able. But with the temptation will also make a way of escape that you may be able to be able to bear it. And that's first Corinthians second chapter thirteen verse. And I can truly say I have lived that verse out. Um because there are times that we have to understand, we have to understand that when we face temptation, and that temptation could be small as a cookie or big as whatever, big as corporate espionage, but the idea breaks down, it's the same, it is the, sim, you know, it's the same thing as sin. What is your propensity to sin? What is your propensity to a certain situation? I might not have the same, it may not have be the same effect. Let's say Sister Monica and I see a chocolate, both of us see a piece of chocolate cake. Me, I'm good because chocolate cake is really just not my favorite. Somebody can wave chocolate cake in front of my face and I'm like, ooh, it's tempting, but I can pass. Now, that might be her favorite piece of chocolate cake. And she may be on a diet. We might be on the same diet. Now, she sees the chocolate cake and like, ooh, like I was like, if I seen a lemon pound cake, ooh, cake, ooh, I really want some cake, ooh, okay, this is my diet, and she's really thinking about, okay, you know what, I can <laughs> eat this cake and shave off my calories, uh, shave off my calories the next week, like, okay, you know what, if I eat this piece of cake, <laughs> even though. We working to get diabetes and all this stuff done. We looking at the cake like it's life. You know? <laughs> hey, I'm just telling about me because I know I'll be looking at the lemon cake the same way. You looking at it like it's a lot. Like your life depends on this piece of cake. Now, what the verse said, no tension has overtaken you except coming to man. You could be saying, okay, you know what? God's giving me willpower. I'm going to pray my way. Lord Jesus, thank you for allowing me not to look at this piece of cake like this because I know my mm-hmm. health is failing much. Now, you just okay, Lord, I'm weak. That means Lashana comes by and says, I take the piece of cake. Oh, chocolate? Okay, that's good. I I'll, I I can eat this. Good. That you have made it you have found your way escape around from the piece of chocolate cake. Amen. Okay. I know that's very simple. But <laughs> We kind of have to look at this in simple terms. You know, I can tell you there are times where I have been tempted because my thinking changed, and that's what the source of our problem is, going back to lesson, learning how to look at our problems a different way, learning how to look at sin a different way. I don't see certain things as fun anymore because I realize what the result consequences, or better yet, <laughs> negatively, because consequences ain't nothing but results. What I'm looking at, Okay, what is the negative result going to happen if I choose to do this? Let's go back to the chocolate piece of cake. She's looking at, okay, you know what? If I eat that piece of cake, that means my blood sugar is going to go up, and I'm going to have to go on here. Then that means my whole, my body's going to go, go into, it's going, my blood sugar is going to go up. That means my blood sugar going to end up spiking up and bottoming out, and I'm going to be sick all day. That. That cake is from the devil. I ain't taking it. You know, next time, because you're thinking about what's the consequences of this piece of cake. Let's transfer this to me and lemon cake. Ooh, 
I don't know. God has to might take away the lemon cake. But um, looking at me and the lemon cake, I could be looking at it like, okay, if I t- if my blood sugar has not been adjusted for the last 12 days, why would I eat a piece of cake that's going to damage my body, my liver, my pancreas? I could be one slice piece of cake and die a big coma. And I can look at it that way, and I'm like, okay, you know what? There's a Since I like lemon cake, let me just go ahead and just make me some lemon. No. Maybe some lemon water because lemonade is just as bad. I, don't, I might as well just say the whole day is over. But those are the things that we have to look at. And we have to look at sin and their problems the same way. Sometimes sometimes we don't have to get deep to get the full understanding of what we're going through. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I can say being younger. Um, and I can't really say that because I still won't do that. Um, going younger, when younger, there was places such as uh, going out. There were places such as what we call PJs, the rec. Those were clubs that people hung out in. And as young, you might want to go out and hang out because you see the music. You see the people, your friends, and you see music because I love music. And I wasn't drinking, so I see friends, I see music, I want to go because I want to dance and have a good time. That's innocent. What's not innocent about that environment is drinking of alcohol, drugs, the you have so much and the foolishness. There's not it's not a controlled environment. People get killed every day being in an environment just to strike, you know, being in that environment because it's not a controlled environment. It's not a safe place to be in because there's everything, anything, every street element, you know, has the opportunity to run through that building. And you're being innocent thinking, okay, what I like, and that's being young. But as you get older or as you become more mature, you realize, you know what, that's not a good environment to be in because, A, I don't. I like the music, but I don't need to be in that particular environment. Or guess what, as I mature, I know that music is not good for my mind or my spirit, so I need to find other avenues to deal with. That's the same way as when you get into your work. As you get older and as you get more mature in your work, you'll realize, you know what, that chocolate cake, yeah, I'm, I can let that go. That club, that environment I used to part about now, I don't think that way. I want to be more around people who think the same way I do because I need to be more clear-headed and more sober-minded folks. Being, learning that, that is all about learning about your problems. You learn that you'll learn how much money you lose financially. You'll learn how what money lose, what money save. But then, once you get to one point when you get mature in your word and mature in certain things, you realize, okay, that's when you did when you was a child. But now, as I'm growing up, these are the things I am supposed to do. You know, other problems are a normal part of the course of events of relationships as well. You know, if you read Luke 17 chapter first verse, you just have, you have to make pose this question. How does your understanding of this principle prepare you of, of any of, of these kinds of problems? If problems are going to characterize a relationship anyway, are you justified in being uh, justified in being the cause of these problems? And how your understanding of this principle influenced behavior and relationships? Then he said to the disciples, it is impossible that no offense it is impossible that no offense should come, but woe to him who, whom they uh, they woe to whom 
they do come. See, that's what happened. I've been reading King James so long, and then when I flip over, I want to put thou in everything. Amen. Uh, Luke 17, chapter, first verse. Um, you know what? Someone's going to always, I'm going to get this into, like, the simplest term possible for me. And maybe, and, you know, if people, uh, so if you don't, if I'm not saying it correctly, let me know. The simplest terms is that, you know what, offenses will come. There will be somebody who will offend you every given moment of the day. But woe to them that do they come, meaning woe to those when they actually offend you. Because when they offend you, you got a whole bunch of other stuff you got to deal with. And that's unforgiveness or forgiving people or the situation at hand. You know, other problems we have experienced have nothing to do with each other. Now, if you read James' first chapter, 14, verse 7, 14th verse through the 16th, what is the source of the problems in this verse? What is likely the consequence of problems from this source? Do you, how do you deal with problems experienced uh, experience from this source? But each one, but each one is tempted when he is drawn away from his own, drawn away by his own desires and enticed. Then, when he desires what he's conceived, gives birth to sin, and sin is fully grown, brings forth death. Do not be deceived, my beloved brother. James, first chapter eleven, uh, fourteenth through the sixteenth verse. Um, some sins are fatal. They're like fatal mistakes. We have to um, understand that. Do not be deceived, because there are some problems. There, you know, sin. The wages of sin is death, and the wages to some opportunity. The going the way the end the end of it's going to be death. Whether it's the death of a friendship, death of relationship, or your physical death, or your mental death. There are so many ways of variations of death because sometimes physical death ain't the only thing that sometimes physical death is not the worst thing that can happen to you. And that's what this is all saying. Do not be deceived because there are the ways of sin is death. You can make a failed mistake. Let's say, for instance, if you're married and you decide to, or in a relationship with somebody and you decide to cheat. Well, cheating is a deal, could be a deal breaker for the other person. That's the death of that relationship, as we know, because you broke up. That's the death of the relationship. Um, others is that drug use. I mean, those are deeper ones that I usually don't like to use, but let's just, you know, taking a taking one hit of one thing or learning some things that are just adversely adverse that can be adversely damaging to your body and and some effects can be irreversible. Um our problems can also find a source of involvement in spiritual be involvement of spiritual beatings. Read Second Corinthians twelve chapter seven verse. What two names did Paul use uh to describe this problem? What do these names suggest about the nature of this problem, and why would God allow problems of this sort to be a part of Christian life? And, of course, lest I should be exalted before measure by the abundance of the revelation, a thorn in the flesh was given to me, a messenger of Satan to buffer, to buffer me, lest I be exalted above measure. Second Corinthians 12, verse 7, chapter. I want to be honest. I've asked God 550 times what was Paul's thorn in his side, and I've gotten the same, and, I, and God told me it was Paul's and not my, um, my issue. But what I can say is that um, 
what we have to learn is sometimes we are, uh, to go back further, and we say this a lot, a lot of times the fight we're having is not a flesh and blood fight, but it's a fight against princes and principalities. And when you have a spiritual fight, you have to understand that is why you have a, that is why King Jesus died on the cross for our sins because through His power, His blood, and the resurrection of His, and the power through of His resurrection in Calvary, where we may overcome these things. What we have to understand what is what, and that's what Paul is saying. Understanding the nature of your problem. What is the source? Is it physical? Is it spiritual? Or is it mental? You know what? There's also yet another source of our problems in the Christian life. Read Deuteronomy 8, chapter 2nd, verse. What is the source of Israel's problems in the wilderness? And why would God allow this from this source to be a part of your Christian experience? And you shall remember the Lord your God leads you all the way through these 40 years in the wilderness to humble you and to test you, to know your heart, whether you would keep his commandments or not. Deuteronomy 8, chapter 2nd, verse. Uh. You know, they my favorite group of the people in the Bible because I swear they did everything. Sometimes I swear the Israelites uh, are a certain race because I see it every day. Um, what I can tell you that my, my personal opinion about the, uh, my biblical, I guess what's best of my knowledge about the Israelites is that the 40 years, they stayed in the wilderness for 40 years because God was trying to break them for what they had been through in Egypt. And mind you, 40 years is probably a drop in the bucket because think about it, they were under oppression 400 and over 400 years. And so what you have to remember, and that's what some people, you know, we can say they could have trusted God more. Yeah, they could have, but you know what? When your mind has been so impressed, they had such a such an image of impression from the from the Egyptians, God was trying to teach them a better way of life. And sometimes our tests and our trials that we go through is to teach us a better way of life. Just to let us know, you know, sometimes God laid law down on us and let us say, hey, this is what you're not supposed to do. This is what you're supposed to make priority simply because this is how I want you to understand this is my will and my nature. Uh, what you can learn from the Israelites versus what you can learn from them in their experience is that, you know, God, is, you, could, you can go through so many tests and trials in your life, but do not fear. Because God is using these things to teach you and to prove in you and to humble you. And sometimes you're going through these tests to let you know that God can prove to you that he got you in certain situations. Um, some problems come from God. Does that mean God is to blame for your, respo- uh, blame for your response to those problems? Read First James 13 first to explain why you cannot use God to justify your pro- uh, response to your problems. Let no one let no one say he when he is tempted. I am tempted by God, for God cannot be tempted by evil, nor does himself tempt anyone. James first chapter thirteen verse. You know that's a lot of people. I've heard. You know I'm gonna be honest. I've heard that. Well, you know God sent that. No, God didn't send that temptation. Mm-mm. He didn't send. He didn't cook that now. He sent food by ravens before, but he didn't send a piece of chocolate cake by ravens. He didn't, you kind of have to uh, understand that a lot of times we're in temptation. Don't ever put God in a situation. God doesn't tempt his people. That goes back to the Israelites. The Israelites have been under oppression for 400 some years, and they have been subject to the Egyptian rule where people tempted them, 
to prove their allegiance to a, a, a demigod or a greater god. Like, they were consistently under such pressure that when God finally, finally, let's say, got them out of Egypt, they had the choice, and, you know, but I'm going to say that's a hard choice to make. They had to understand that they were no longer under or be afraid of somebody to be under consistent pressure that's going to make them jump, put their kids through a lake of fire, put their, set their kids to a temple. When you're a slave, you have no control of what you're you don't even have control of your major decisions. You have someone over you to make those decisions. And what God was trying to show them that I gave you free will, I gave you freedom, and but by choice, when you do this, this is a if you obey me in this, this is what happened. When this harms you, when you don't obey me in this, this the la- the latter what happens. That is what we have to understand that when God tempts you, He's not going to put you in a position where. He's going to put the wrong thing before you. He'd rather put nothing before you before you put the wrong thing before you. Um, many Christians take a rather simplistic view of their problems. Blame them all on one source, the devil, themselves, people, the environment, TV, I mean, school system. I mean, you can take your pick. Um, as we have worked through the Bible study, you may have discovered that many sources of problems in your life. What is the source of problems in which which you are fastened? Does understanding the source of the problem give you insight on how you should respond to it? And as you conclude this study, take time to ask God to help you discern the source of your problems as they come into your life and respond accordingly. Um, I can tell you for certain with me and things, opportunities in my life, I have found that some things were spiritual, sources were purely spiritual and I was shocked when I prayed and it never came back. Whereas other problems, I was like, oh, I didn't know any better. I know the lack of knowledge because you know what? As Christians, we are destroyed through the, due to a lack of knowledge. Well, my people are destroyed through the lack of knowledge. We, we really are. And other times, there are decisions that we have made, the circumstances and the environment. Um, we also have to come to at developing a problem-solving strategy, you know, Sometimes I'm not really sure what to do. I mean, sometimes I got a payment at due tomorrow, and I only got half of what I need to deposit in my account. But when I purchase the, when I, um, you know, and then you learn it's okay. You may have financial means to take care of before, but something could have, you know, something could be, something could be happening. You know, your bills increase, your water bill increase. That money, those little bit of $5 and $10 increases, find it hard to cover your mortgage payment this month. And then you find out the money that the money you get to one month is just not there. You try to figure out what you're going to do. And, you know, you, and then so this other guy, he was telling his friend just that same thing. I don't know. I just, I don't guess I'm going to have to sell the problem before I go broke because I'm not going to ha- because it's not going to happen before tomorrow. The client advised his friend a man calls to the bank to get his current balance. To his surprise, he discovered the amount that the deposit would raise the amount that he had deposited would raise the balance high enough to meet the urgent payment. That would give him a month to investigate other alternatives to deal with the larger problems. Don't you wish all your problems be that easy to solve? Because I wish my financial ones were, but many are. Many problems are because they tend to overwhelm us. In the midst of a crisis, our problems always come feel like they get together and join together. 
and we and it's hard for us to think clearly. But unless you declare a clear problem solving strategy to apply diligently to your problems, you are unlikely to solve your problem satisfactorily. Many Christians have a problem solving strategy that sounds too good sounds good but it doesn't work. The standard response to every problem turn over to the Lord in prayer. Outside Christian circles, this is called passing the book. Read Proverbs sixteen and one. As important prayer is, it's responsible for developing solutions to your problems. Um, what do you use the pen to bail you out? The preparation of heart belongs to man. The answer of the tongue is from the Lord. Proverbs 16, chapter first verse. Just because we are responsible for making plans decisions doesn't mean we can do whatever we want. And that's Proverbs 16 and 9. What is God's role in, uh, in our decision making? A man's heart a man's heart plans his way, but the Lord directs his steps. The best decisions we make in life are those that are consistent with God's decisions about our lives. Read Proverbs 14, chapter 15, verse, how important the process of making decisions and what distinguishes the approach to a simple person and a prudent or wise person. Uh, the simple believe every word, but a prudent man considers, considers well his steps. Proverbs 14, 14 and 15. Now, I'm going to tell you that one, I'm still learning every day because sometimes sometimes I'm very simple, naive, and I'm making decisions, especially if I'm making decisions on the fly. I can be quite naive about the situation. But as you learn to be prudent, meaning it's more like a level of discernment, you start thinking. Let's train prudent thinking. When you start thinking, you'll consider yourself and you can start measuring yourself say, whether this is God or is this a simple? Um, I can say there are certain decisions I've seen people make is that God has a will and a way and a pattern. And if your will and way and a pattern of how you deal with the problem or how the problem is coming out does not line up with the word of God, that means that it's not a will and a way and a pattern that you should take. Um, the greatest challenge for most of us acquiring the mind of God is in our decision making in our problem-solving process. Scriptures also call this wisdom. Read Psalm 19-7. What is the one source from which you get the need of wisdom? Does the source has anything to say about our problems that we are now facing? The law of the Lord is perfect, converting the soul. The testimony of the Lord is sure, making the wise simple. That's Psalm 19, chapter 7, verse. You know, what I can tell you with problems, there's so many. As you go through the study guide, because there are other ones, other verses that we can go through. And I can tell you that learning these things will give us a better understanding of our problem solving. Um, before we conclude this, let's just take the time to apply the problem solving strategy um, that concerns you the most. Use the following questions to guide your process. Please get the facts. Get the facts, not the feelings of the issue. Translate that. I feel like the person is hurting me. Now, are you hurt? If they hurt, how did they hurt you? Who, what, when, where, how, and how come? Establish biblical principles, meaning if you look at the problem, what does the Bible say about your issue? Write it down. Evaluate your facts. So this meaning, put what's priority. Look at the priority of the facts. See anything out of order. Put what, see what else that could be in to put in order. List various possible solutions, meaning 
list all the solutions. Your kid, not enough, like what you don't think will work, but write down the solution. What you think is simple and what you think is not going to simple. Choose available solutions. Then do the process of elimination. Looking at what's going to work and not looking at what's going to work. And what's your solution? If your solution has biblical principles attached to your solution, not hood principles, then, and that's the best way to put it, sometimes we have our hood principles and sometimes we have our biblical principles. And sometimes we have to understand hood principles don't answer your problems. Don't answer your problems. They create more problems. God's principles help you solve the problem and build your faith and build the foundation of your life along the way. That's why sometimes it's very simple for me. Sometimes sometimes I have my hood answers, and I'll tell anybody, do you want my hood answer or do you want the right answer? So I give you both and let you know which one you want to pick from. But, you know, that is just you have to understand. Hood answers are very simple. They seem simple, but they always got to catch 22, a 34, or a 45. It doesn't, something has an, has an element that does not line up right. Or in other old school terms, something in those hood, some in those hood examples or hood principles, yeah, thinks. Example, if you're needing food and if you have $25, now $25 is all you have, but you got to feed five people. The reason for having $25, get somebody who get that $25 in cash, somebody who got $25 in food stamps, and you evaded taxes. Reality check, doing that will cause because you do not officially apply for food stamps. If you get caught, that is a felony. Where's that felony now? I think it's a felony now. And if you get caught, that's $25 worth of food stamps going to cost you five years. Plus, no job. And five, possibly five hundred dollars plus more because Justice Sessions is now re- regular uh, men putting mandatory maximums and minimums back in place. Man, you may go to jail or have parole for five years. Guess what? Biblical principles: being prudent. Okay, I have twenty-five dollars. I got to feed five people. So I said, be wise with my money. Okay, I'm gonna buy what's the same. What does my family need? What was my priority? Feeding my family. Okay. Feeding them the food. I might can't feed them the best food, but I know I can go to the farmer's market and be wise and spread my money there. Okay. If I know somebody has some okra and I got some beans, I'm going to take the extra green beans that I got and trade it for okra. Okay. That's money right there. I'm learning to, I'm learning not only to take care of myself, but I'm also learning how to bargain shop. I'm learning how to, let's say, have how to call barter with people. I'm learning new resources because then guess what? God had somebody say, okay, I bought a bushel, and this really has happened to me. I bought a bushel of black-eyed peas. Well, he gave me okra free. All right, I got okra. Well, my best friend loves okra. I give her okra. She turns around and says, hey, I got some fish. Since you bought me okra, and I know you like fish, here's some fish. And then I got food. I got a whole meal. I got a whole meal coming through. And guess what? I got a, I got more out of the twenty five dollars and built relationships along with the way than I have what I did did it with the hood solution. I know that may be a far fetched example, but that's the example I'm giving on how we need to understand 
you know, problem-solving opportunities versus use it as an opportunity, again, for God to change your way of thinking, line your way up to his word, and not only that, build you in your faith all in the process. Uh, so as we conclude Israel fast, I would say as we close tonight, and they go in our closing prayer. Lord, help us to seek uh, all the answers to our problems. Help us to think clearly and write out what we can do, and make a list of all possible solutions, and show us which way is the best one from our present time. And we pray this prayer in Jesus' name. So that concludes. Um, that concludes our um, study on the Israel fast. During this week, we do have some additional, uh, like I said, this is study guide. So if you want to continue studying Israel fast, there you have, during the study guide, you have five other lessons that you can study. Amen. So this was so awesome tonight. I am now going to officially open the floor for your comments, questions, and, of course, feedback. Excellent teaching on fasting, Minister uh, Shauna. So this concludes it for um, for the this summer then, and then you're going to bring it back got, in the fall? We got one more fast before the, we got one more fast next week, and that's going to be, I'm going to end with this time the uh, Elijah fast, because I'm interested about that one myself. Amen. Me and too. Then, Amen. And then all the rest of them are really detailed because when we get into the Esther fast, y'all know y'all gonna have to pray for me because y'all know how I was doing last time we were fast. I'll tell you, Daniel fast, I I, I saw no meat in my food and I had to learn. It was a great, I mean, God opened so much up, but you know what? I'm learning. Like I said, I've been a baby to fasting. Like I'm not, I'm learning to be mature in fasting. I'm still struggling in that. But these lessons have taught me to put things in priority as Amen. I have. So, Amen. Again. All right. The line is open for your comments, your questions, and your feedback. Um, and it's Lashana. I want to thank you for your teaching tonight. Um, I've learned quite a bit. Amen. Uh, and I'll have to go back and um, listen again. I usually go back and listen to because... Um, the fasting is is good. It's it it helps to it helps make your body healthy. I don't know about anybody yeah. else, but as for me, I haven't eaten meat in a couple of months now because my body is refusing the meat. And I just do fish, chicken, and vegetables, and I feel much healthier and I feel much better. So um, you have made a, a lot of co- great points. And as we were talking about the chocolate cake, I do not like chocolate cake because I do not really like chocolate because it's yeah, chicken. I love that. It gives me a little bit. But in I guess we both be fighting. We both be looking at the at the uh, Seven Up cake. Like ooh, I love red velvet cake, and I'm I, I'm picturing the red velvet cake instead of the cheese, the almond chocolate cake, and I'm like. Whoa, that's a good point to say. I don't need it, you know. You know, I know what you were saying. So I, I really appreciate mm-hmm. you. I, I thank you for your teaching and I thank you for your faithfulness. God bless you. Thank you, Sister Ma. Amen. Thank you so much. I really appreciate. It. 
I really appreciate it. I mean, I just want everybody, I guess my heart desire, as always, and I got to, you know, even I got to get tightened up on fasting, but I just want everybody, because I'm telling you, I'm a baby at fasting. I am not the one. Can I know some people who can, they call a fast in 24 hours, they ready to go. Me, I'm like, what I'm, what, what, what I'm doing? Oh, no, I pray. I'll turn yeah. down the plate. Wow. And I, I'll turn down the plate. But hold on. We, we talking about three days, no food, but water for three days. Hold on. Mm. You know that's 72 hours. Don't you know that's like nine meals, nine two <laughs> snacks? I'm Do you know you. they got a, you know they got a good fish fry on Friday? You want to start this win? Hold on. You know that it's half price burger day on Tuesday at Sonic, right? You know it's uh, hey, I'm the one will think I will think it out. I was like, hold on. Even now, when I fast, I gotta pick a day that I know is not a day that I would normally go eat out or do something or at work. Cause I'm a goner if they. I know one fast I tried to start, and I'm gonna say tried. I pray I had to break. I I didn't mean to break fast, but I came into work and they had free Mac free McDonald's muffins. My boss bought them. I said there and said, God, are you serious? You must don't want me to. God, I thank you for letting me know that I don't need a fast today. Thank you, Jesus. Because I know. <laughs> that's my breakfast. You bring me egg muffins. That's 400 calories. All right, count the calories out and everything. You mean, Tim? Mm-mm. Oh, Lord, no. Hold up. Y'all asking. <laughs> you know. Hey, I'm just being real honest. This is just this is really me. Hold on, mm-hmm. what day are we fasting? Cause you know Fridays. I mean, like even if I fast, I choose to fast on days that I'm not going anywhere because I don't want to be tempted. Cause I won't because yes. I won't buy the food yes. in my house. But I'm gonna be honest because it's not the fact that I'm totally tempted. It's just the fact I forget that I'm fasting. I smell the food. <laughs> my brain has ADD. Like on. Like, I don't get the food, my food, like, I don't get, like, ooh. Especially if somebody got seven up cake. It's a, mm-mm, like, I be looking at the cake. Like, last time I fast. Last is a fast. I, I fast today, which I did pretty good because I, I, I work in while. I know when I, sometimes I fast while I'm working so I know that my mind's not going to be on food. But, like, I fast one time, and it was an instant. I had that pork one cooked at 545. I was going to break fast at 7 p.m. At 630, I had made the mashed potatoes, and I was just looking at the mashed potato food at 645. I still <laughs> carried that food for 15 minutes. Thank God, I know I'm going to be focusing on you, but I'm focusing on this pork one that I just bought, and it's cooked and looks pretty. And at 7 o'clock, <laughs> I was like, thank you, Jesus, for breaking this fast with the with my hand on the, I didn't even get the thing out the plate good. It was gone. I'm like, oh, thank you, Jesus, like a big. <laughs> but that is what we have to understand. So I can tell y'all, anybody, that's the reason why I have not did my, the one I really want to do, like, you know, learn how to detox my body and getting healthy. Uh, because you got to put some mental preparation into fasting. And that is what this study is all about. Amen. Um, I just give y'all my struggles. So I have to mentally prepare for a fast. And sometimes it takes people a day. Sometimes it takes people a week. Me, some fast is taking me six months and prepare that I'm going to fast because I feel like if my spirit ain't right in terms, even though that's the purpose of fast is to get your spirit right, but you got to make the provincial steps your resources. And that gives us back to the 
study guide. Now, for the if you have your study guide available, it will show up front um, because we go back to pages, the first page of Chapter 2 of the Israel Fast to Solve Problems. The first thing, you, the vow was I will examine all facts, understand my problems, and the will God is giving insight to the causes and solutions of my problems. I will fast and seek God for his solutions to my problems. And after I follow the principles that God has shown me and everything I can do to solve my problems, I will accept the results with the providence of God. And that is Romans 8, chapter 28, verse. And, of course, you're fasting what you begin, what you're holding, what you end, and your decision to fast to, and your statement of problems and resources. That goes back to me and the chocolate cake. I know for a fact my resource is not to have chocolate cake on that t- on that list. Or I'm going to state in my writings, like, don't forget, do not go drive by Starbucks. So they have a pound cake along with their iced tea. And if I'm buying that consistently as a group, group, remind myself I can buy the herbal tea, but I cannot buy the cake. I mean, those are things sticky notes. I mean, like I said, resources are just not just, okay, I'm not going to eat food. It could be like reminders on your phone. Remind myself, do I'm fasting this week. Let me pick up a grocery list. For my fasting, because especially when you're doing a Daniel fast, that's a whole lot. I mean, I made tofu my best friend for doing the whole Daniel fast. Yuck. <laughs> Yuck. And, oh, Prophet Bob, I can turn tofu into chicken. Oh, no, 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 never. Yes, I can. I Not learned. for me. Not in this mouth. <laughs> you ain't had my tofu, but guess what? I made my tofu like chicken. T- my tofu turned out to be chicken nuggets because I figured out how. I know that tofu uh, absorbs seasoning. So this is not this could be now this is the problem fast I had to check myself with. I went and got that that not the flour, not nothing with yeast in it, but I got the seasoning, like the poultry seasoning, all the seasonings that you would season chicken. I seasoned my tofu as such. And that's how when I took it, tasted it, it tastes almost like chicken. Almost. Ain't gonna never taste like full chicken, but it tastes like chicken because I use the seasoning. That's the thing about tofu, the uh, tempeh. Tempeh, if you want to turn a steak into a vegetarian steak, tempeh. Tempeh, if you season it like steak and it absorbs the seasoning like steak, it'll almost become steak. Almost. Those are the things. Oh, I had cookbooks, Papa Bob. I I wasn't playing no games during that last the last day of fast I participated in. I wasn't playing games. I had called, I had thug uh, kitchen, thug kitchen cookbooks. I can I was prepared. So that's what I say. In fasting, prepare and your resources. Are there any other comments or questions about tonight's lesson? Amen. I am glad that we are enjoying. Everyone's enjoying, and those listening in are enjoying uh, the fast, uh, about the fasting. Um, as we uh, as we close, just to let you know, learning from the Israel fast, and as we go through this week, and then again, we'll open up the line for prayer. Um, just if you take them before you, uh, there is on page, I think this is page, well, study five, learning for Israel fast, go through that. Uh, you can write down your experiences. Um, you can go through the summary there and understand that what understand what you know this fast did. Like I said, a lot of this 
That's the reason why we have a study guide this time so that some things we cannot, we may not do in the uh, Bible study or talking by itself, but you have papers and you have a resource outside the Bible study, um, outside the Bible study to, uh, to help. Uh, this next week, and then as we go into seeing if we're going to open up for prayer, uh, this next week we're going to go, next week's going to be the last, and we're going to pause it, um, we're going to pause it after this, because then, uh, we're going to go into the study, uh, Lord help my attitude before it's too late, and again, with the, uh, after the Elijah fast, so, if you are, and I'm holding up this book like somebody can see me through the computer, um, if you want any additional information on fasting, the book that I am um, I am recommending because this is the book I'm using is the Breakthrough Guide to Fasting. It's a three-in-one collection. It's about fasting for a spiritual breakthrough, fasting for financial breakthrough, and a Daniel fast, all in one concise book uh, by Elmer L. Towns. A lot of people use this, and that's where our uh, Bible study guide has, came from as well. Um, So this book is easy to pick up at any of your Christian bookstores. Uh, My favorite Christian bookstore went out of business, so i got to find me a new one. Uh, Any Christian bookstore, you can pick up this book or Amazon.com. So next week we will be going through the Elijah's Fast. And the week after that, the book that I'm suggesting to everybody, and I may see if I can find a study guide online, and that's Lord Help My Attitude Before It's Too Late. It's James McDonald from Life Harvester Church. He has an awesome book, Lord Help My Attitude, and I guarantee you um, um, it was a collect- it was a new way to look at attitude. And attitude adjustments was something uh, we all need to work on, and there's parts and elements of attitude that we, uh, that I suggest that we all, you know, that can help us out. And so since we're going through the summer, I think we might work on that a little bit. And and on that's the first half and the second half of the lesson, we'll get into prayer tips, How what prayer is effective or what is the meaning of prayer. And getting, again, we're still getting a little elements of getting back to basics, but I just don't want to make it too heavy uh, going into the summer. Amen. Um, the line is now, uh, Are we, are there any prayer requests? I got a prayer request that was just splashed on the news. Manchester, England, at a concert there, 20 people dead, many, many injuries from a terrorist bomb. We need to pray tonight for America. Okay, amen. So, oh, yeah, the Adriana Grande concert. Yeah. Yeah, I saw that pop up as well. Okay. Um. I can tell you right now with those concerts that um, this world is—it's just sad where you t- uh, attacking an open venue in the summer and you have kids there and it's a lot of young. A lot of young kids were killed. Right, a lot of young That's, kids and, and my like because her age—I mean, because the base, age base of her music is like. 15, 13, and 15 year olds all the way up to probably 22, because I don't know nobody my age even know who she is. Um, but that's something we will pray for them. Also, as always, um, let's pray for our country as we have um, 
our president or a presiding person who is president, Lord knows I'm working on this. Um, he went to Israel. He went to Western Wall today, and he's went to several <laughs> places. And I'm trying to keep – I keep my personal opinion out of it because I um, – as no, I never do, but I try to at least. I'm trying. That's one of my opportunities of development God's working on me with. But what I can say, let's pray for our country. Um, we have a lot of laws that they're just it's just undermining our fabric of our country, and they have said impeachment. I'm, you know, I hate to say it. I'm they they're considering impeachment processes, but you know that. Let's let God's way and will and pattern be done in this process because I don't want. I'll start on my soapbox, and this is not my. This is not the uh, not the platform to do that on. So uh, let us pray for our country as well for our political leaders. Um, uh, also, um, as we pray, I'm pray for the Pageant family. They lo- of Holly Grove. They lost a loved one a young person today and their family. Um, there's just so many things going on. Life is very precious. Also, let's pray for uh, Elder Green and her conference coming up uh, in Houston, Texas. So let us pray. Father God, we're now watching your son's precious blood. Forgive me of my sins, these thoughts, and actions. Anything that's died of you, I do want us to repent and receive your forgiveness in no other name but your son's name of Jesus. You are our Father, and now should I give you praise. Uh, Father God, right now, I lift up our Father God. I lift up our country up to you, Father God. You see and you know what's going on, Father God. And today, tonight, Father God, we lift up those who are concert. We ask you to remove the spirit of trauma off of those who are currently at the concert in, in the UK, Father God. Father God, we ask you that your will be done, that you destroy our enemies, Father God, or their enemies in the UK, Father God. Allow there be the Holy Ghost, the assailants, the Holy Ghost arrested. And given to the proper authorities, Father God. Father God, give, we ask you to console those families and give them the peace that goes we all understand for those who have lost their loved ones, Father God. And those who are there, Father God, I ask you not to allow that trauma to hinder them, but Father God, but allow this very incident to draw them closer to you. Let them see you. I ask you to open up their eyes so they may see you and see Jesus and see his walk and his way and his will and his pattern. That this concert may be a concert that draw millions to you in Christ. And, God, right now I lift up the pageant family up to you, Father God. Father God, I ask you to give them the peace that goes beyond understanding as they lost a loved one today, Father God. Let them know that person's life was not in vain, Father God, but you have a plan for their life. You have a plan for that family, Father God. Let them know, don't know Trouble has struck their family, but that you always be with them. And during that trouble, Father God, allow it to draw the ones that are saved or are back unsaved and backslidden, and Father God, back to you. Allow this to be an opportunity that they can come to you, and you shall answer them, Father God. And Father God, right now we lift up Elder Rosa and Green and her ministry up to you, Father God. You see, she knows the finances that she's needing, the people that she needs, and tickets that need to be sold, Father God. And, Father God, we know this conference is meditated before you and by you and through your will and your way and your pattern, Father God. And, Father God, we know that you put this in her desire and her heart, Father God, to start this conference, Father God. And, Father God, I ask you to bring bring people to you that need to hear that word for those two days, God. Father God, bless the speakers of that conference, Father God, so they know what they're going to say to the people, Father God. And, Father God, we ask you to lift her up, Father God, and as you go through, put the network and the resources 
to help her, Father God, the people that can buy the tickets, Father God, and to help everything out that she is needing, Father God. And, God, we just thank you tonight. We thank you for everything that you're about to do, and we thank you for everything that's about to come, Father God. And, Father God, I lift up, I lift up, excuse me, mm, I lift up, uh, Sister Monica, Sister Monica, up to you, Father God. We thank you tonight for everything that you're doing in her life, Father God. And I thank you for the blessings that's coming her way, oh, Lord. Father God, I thank you for the financial breakthroughs that are coming her way, God. I thank you for the doors that you are opening up for her, Father God. And, Father God, we give you praise. I lift the prophet Bible to you, Father God. You see, you know what we need, and we're thanking you. Father God, we thank you in advance for everything that's about to come and about to happen, Father God. And, Father God, we thank you because you are the God of the suddenly. So, God, we thank you for suddenly bringing things, but we also thank you for being patient with us. Thank you for your grace and mercy that as we work through our opportunities, Father God, that you are there with us through the way. Now, how long does it take that on the road that we're just making our, you're taking our uh, crooked path and making it straight? And, God, and I just got to thank you tonight, and I bless you tonight. And I pray this prayer in no other name but your son's name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth. Amen. 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 Oh, amen. This is an awesome study tonight. Amen. Amen. Awesome study tonight. Um, Again, we are going, like I said, um, we can always, God is awesome. That's it. God is awesome. And he has a plan and a will and a way. And going through these fasting is to help us become stronger in him and I and mature our faith in him and and to change our way of thinking towards this low way of thinking so I am just like I said I'm excited for what God has uh what God has in store for each and every one of our lives I'm super excited I mean I'm I can tell you that right now I'm super excited because God has a what he has his God would have his way. And, you know, I can know I'm you know, God understands each and every one of our situations. And and like I always tell people ain't nothing new on the sun. So go to God in prayer and he will answer them. And as we close, <coughs> may God bless and keep you. May Lord protect may Lord shine his face upon you and be gracious unto you. May Lord um and give you peace. Praise Amen. God. Praise God. Sleep with God's angel. I feel like my my Bible version turned to a whole new version. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You know, it went to Praise it God. went to the Amen. It went to my went to a Jewish version. I was like, okay, I'm never doing it with Yahweh. Hold on, let me let me get this. <laughs> This is BibleGateway.com. I mean, sometimes it works for me. Sometimes we have our opportunities. But you know what? Amen. So, amen. amen. So, let that being said, you know, have an awesome night, everyone. May God may sleep with God's angels. And once again, saying this correctly, may the Lord bless and keep you. May the Lord shape, uh, make his face shine upon you and be gracious unto you. And Lord, lift his countenance upon you and give you peace. Sleep with God's angels, everyone, and good night. Good night, everybody. Love you all. Good night, night. Good night. Good night. Good night. Good night.